Welcome to episode 84 of the Horror Dads podcast. You're joined by your Horror Dads, John and Jamie. Hey! And today, we have a special episode where we focus on meta. We're getting meta as fuck. Yeah, meta horror films. Yes. Yeah, we interview our, our buddy Mike DePiche from Mike, Whiskey yes. Morgue. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah, dude. He, we, he was great. Much like this goes oftentimes, we uh, interview people and it's one of those things where you ask like, hey, do you want to be on the show? It'll just be an hour of your time. Famous last words. If we ever ask you to be on the show, it's not going to be an hour. If we're getting along well. I was going to say, if it is an hour, we may not like each other. <laughs> yeah. Or you don't like us. Yeah. And that's happened, but it's fine. Uh, but yeah, this this was... Uh, no exception to that rule, 100%. We had a great time talking with Mike. So uh, we talk about his brand, Whiskey Morgue, where he pairs different whiskeys with different horror films that he watches. Uh, we talk about his interaction with Rue Morgue Magazine, who has a Rue Morgue TV channel uh, that he is a part of. So Mike's great. The discussion around meta horror films uh, is, is great. We talk about three of his favorite meta horror films, and uh, it's awesome. But before we he, do that, yeah, I was gonna just gonna say his Instagram page is great. He's a great follow. Um, and then we surprised him with uh, a couple impromptu pairing requests for the movies. We uh, should put him on you the spot. You did this, yeah, and he fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah, a couple minutes. We'll we'll get to our interview with Mike. But uh, before we do that, you know, if you're new to the show, Jamie and I always take a a couple minutes to catch up before we dive yeah, into we our content. To. So. Uh, what have you been watching, man? Anything new? Anything exciting? Yeah, so I watched, um, I rewatched Resident Evil, no, re- no, Silent Hill. <laughs> well, I mean, that's easy Revelations. Mistake. Oh, why? Well, that's why I, uh, Resident Revel, uh, it was on. I woke up in the morning, Saturday morning or something, Sunday morning maybe, um, and I always just like go right to HBO. Oh, gotcha. Um, it just reminds me of like growing up, honestly. Like I'm going to get served like, whatever's some content. On, yeah. Yes. I'm not going to seek They're it. They're going to play it all month long. <laughs> it's going to be on one of the seven fucking HBOs at all times. Oh, I watched The Hunt for Red October like 14 yeah, times. Yeah, I've seen parts, all the parts of it 14 di- in 14 different sittings. Oh, uh, God. That but anyways, it, went, it was on there. Um, I was like, I remember watching this when it first came out, thinking it sucked. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mind it. It was like. It's always different when you go back and you're like, well, this sucked, but I'll rewatch yeah, you it. You have and it's a like, firm interpretation. It wasn't that in your mind bad. Already. You know, it's like, yeah. it's not nearly as good as the first one. Yep. I think they play off the third game a lot on this one um, because, like, yeah. the girl was the main character in the third one. Still scary. Still, uh, it, like, it certainly misses something that that first one has, misses the tension or something, but still pretty good. Jon Snow's in it. Didn't even know he was in that. Didn't oh. even know he existed at the time, I guess. Um, also I watched, I think it's on Shudder now. It's, uh, Pennywise, the making of it. Oh, how was original. that? I almost put that on Dude, the other day. So any, like, if you like horror documentaries, it's so fucking good. I, so I Just hate the kids, like documentaries in general. Well, I know. And you've come around to and, the horror and side. And people constantly ask like, oh, did you check out the documentary? And I'm like, I didn't. But every time there's a horror documentary on, I honestly, it's like, if I'm folding clothes, I set down the article of clothing I'm folding and I sit and I yeah. watch, like I'm enamored. What's by not it. to like? I would probably would actually yeah. like documentaries about real things. There's too. a whole part on this one where they talk about, you know, John Ritter and his connection with the kids and it's really sad, but oh, also God. like 
hearing that John Ritter was great is makes That's, you feel he good. was supposed yeah. to be like the, the best guy alive. Yeah, like everyone says that. But there's a part in there where they talk about how the kids were like they had to have a, like the producers had to have like a meeting with all the kids like all right, you little shits, like quit fucking around. Oh my God. You know, this is a movie set. This isn't a playground. And like just hearing shit like that is so entertaining and fun. Whoa. Um, and then I finally fucking watched Pearl. Oh yeah. yeah. Finally. We've had that Blu-ray for a while. It, the thing is, is like, I feel like I've known what this Have movie was going to be. Have you heard of McDonald's? Yeah. I just tried a French fry. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've known all along what this movie was going to be. And I just felt like I wasn't going to like it that much. What'd you um, think? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I feel like it'll grow on me with more watches. Um, but again, I just feel like it's one of those movies that like it's not really my thing. The slow descent into madness and becoming a fucking yeah. monster. Yeah. Uh, which I guess was always buried underneath. But um it's pretty it's disturbing, right? It's like yeah. fucked up. Uh but yeah, no, I mean it's a great fucking movie. Ty West is the man. He and I can't wait it. for the I can't wait for the third one. Maxine, uh, yeah, it's coming but soon. the only the last thing I wanted to mention was this isn't a watching, but a listening to our buddies in Alone in the Dark. Uh, Mike did his own episode with uh, the Scream soundtrack. He counts down his ten favorite uh, songs from the Scream franchise. Oh, man. I texted him and I was like, "I will listen to this every fucking day." <laughs> uh, it's so goddamn good. Uh, he goes under the ruse of like W D R D A R K, which yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. They they play the song in the entirety. Like it's it's an actual playlist. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check that out. And just I wrote I listened to it while riding my bike, and I was just like, I will ride for fucking days. <laughs> it's like Casey Kasem doing Dude, his, like top yes. one hundred songs. It, it yeah. does exactly how it's set up. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I mean they're the best. Uh, so I checked out. We have a Patreon segment where we watch a, a new movie every um, every month. And for February, we watched Death Spa. So we had Drew Marvick yes, on. Yes, we did. We were <laughs> jesting about having uh, an episode where we bring him back and cover like horror fitness films. But yeah, well, we were talking about that movie that he's going to be in that's hopefully getting released soon, Murder, Murder, Size, Murder Size, which yeah. I cannot wait for. I feel like uh, we, we got to ask Angie and Paul if they want to be on the, the yes, podcast. The, yes. The directorial. Oh, my God. As that there. comes out, yeah, we need to talk to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we, we had a blast uh, talking with Drew, but uh, this is a, a, a very exercise-centric film, Death Spa. Uh, Lots of spandex, yeah. It's ridiculous. And this is one of those movies, I shit you not, that uh, a lot of you probably have not seen, uh, but need to spend a couple minutes with. Because if you, if oh you my God. don't yeah. take life too seriously, you like 80s horror films, like this is, it's good. Yeah, oh my God, Ken Foray's in this one. Oh my God. And it does the thing where it's like, is it a cosmic force? Is it a whodunit? Is it a person? Is it uh, what? What's causing the mayhem? Is it a spiritual entity? So, I mean, this so Despa, so good, great. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. I also, uh, so I I played through uh, the Last of Us. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. the video game. And I was talking to our buddy. And You've patron, been in on this, yeah. Uh, Nathan Glaze. Uh, I think last night, and he just got a tattoo. Yes, uh, an amazing tattoo. Ama- God amazing. damn. Uh, but I watched, I got caught up on all the current episodes. So, uh, Are you caught up five. with the games, or are you on the second game? So I beat the first game, and then I watched through the episodes up to where gotcha. we are, and I'm working through Where that does that cut off? Uh, 
the the game. Yeah, like the game to the show, like the first game. Is so, there like a cutting off point in the show where they're like, no, that's no, no. I think the first season corresponds with the first game. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Um, and the creators seem pretty vocal about how they're going to stay within the universe. I mean, okay, I've seen so every season is already, one game. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I guess there's another game coming out in like 2026 or something. Okay. So, uh, they're working on another one. But uh, yeah, man, I, I mean that show. The game is equally as horribly sad as the show is. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the director of the game does such a great job of taking a very standard, typical concept of like revenge or uh, of 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 re- repression or whatever it is, like these concepts that aren't new and just making incredibly interesting characters and driving story through characters and this is no exception to that and kills it man yeah so good uh what about have you been buying anything horror related uh so i don't know that i've made we have horror hound coming up so i've just been like yeah waiting penny pinching just yeah. waiting to like walk home with the you know like yeah poster tubes under each arm yep. and uh wearing three t-shirts stacked on top of each other but for valentine's day my wife bought me so I finally now fucking own the Friday the Thirteenth box one? set. Oh, the box set. Oh, yeah. Sorry, thought you were talking part about one. The vinyl. Are oh. you missing one? No, I I own that. Okay. Catch up, John. Sorry, I gotta catch up on the back. Yeah, uh, episodes. <laughs> Honestly, of get dads. that back catalog <laughs> caught up. Uh, but yeah, no. The finally I own that Blu-ray box set that everybody has. Huh. Yeah. Have you dug into anything yet on it? I don't know that I have. Yeah, I've been waiting. I mean, it's middle of fucking winter. Yeah, like, where's my thing box set, you know? (laughs) Uh, But I was so worried. This is going to shout back to a bunch of episodes ago, but I was so worried about... I was like, wait a second. Did you get this on Amazon? Because I'm certainly... I certainly have one of Matt Pepler's knockoffs or, like, returns. Uh, Returns. Uh, And she luckily got it from Walmart. So it is fucking pristine. I know that you got yours from uh, Amazon also, and like somebody took a fucking whoever opened the box Use took the, the box knife cutter. too close to your. Oh my uh, god! So oh. every one of your Blu-rays has the cut across it, correct? That it's is like they went right across the top. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, quite correct. So mine is pristine, and I just stare at it every day. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I didn't want to buy for myself, but I'm so fucking glad I have now. So yep. if anybody wants the uh, eight. The collection of eight Blu-rays, uh, I have one handy, so I'll send it to you. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, first person in message. the comments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we received a wonderful package from a... Adrian. Well, right? So Is that what we're getting to? Two. Two of them. Because so we have... Yes. Adrian... I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, here. Adrian sent a wonderful excited. package. Love uh, you, Adrian. I mean, Adrian, we do love you immensely. That's not the one I was going to I'm like a Ernie Ball uh, ambassador now. I mean... Adrian sent us this wonderful package of because Adrian works for he both he and his wife work for Ernie Ball. Yes, uh, sent us these. Uh, I love these cobalt strings. The coasters that, too. The coasters. I thought they were actual string. Me packs, too. So I was like, God damn! I can't believe they packed. I kept them just like out. looking at the colors. Um, I was like, Wait, these are coasters. But they're coasters and yeah. shirts and hoodies and just like so kind, so sweet. So thank you, Adrian. Amazing. Thank you a million. Love for, you, man. For that. Uh, and also another patron and friend of yes. ours, Cammy Mosley. She Cammie. sent us a package. It came in yesterday. Uh, so she sent both Jamie and I T-shirts from um, from Nightmare Toys in Las Vegas. Uh, so uh, Nightmare Christie, she's yes, um, she's uh, you know got this uh, toy shop out in the Vegas area, 
and she was just in. We just did a watch through the right? Valentine Bluffs, the Valentine Bluffs fan film, fan film which we didn't talk about that we've been watching. We have not talked about that, uh, which was a ton of fun. So if you're a Patreon, um, we did a watch through of this yeah. on our on our Patreon, and it was a ton of fun. Uh, and Nightmare Christie makes an appearance in there. The uh, there's her t-shirts are in there. She's in there. It's uh, a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Uh, but we really, really, really enjoy that brand. The, the shirts are awesome. They're very Vegas themed. Uh, they've got some uh, throwback references to, uh, to you know, major horror icons and characters. So, yes. uh, Cammy, a million thanks uh, to you. Just really Cammie appreciate is the best. it. And, and you're the best. Our best friend in Vegas. Seriously. Really appreciate it. But uh, what are you wearing right now, man? Dude, what so this, I, honestly, I think this is my inaugural wear of this Cavity Colors uh, cell assimilation. The thing, oh. it's like a Nintendo video so game. You it's like in the that? art. No, I think, I'm pretty sure this is my first. Uh, you wear. got that for like Black Friday, right? From my sister? I think I got wife. it for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I told Kate because I wanted it, but they did. Uh, it was like Black Friday sale and they were out on my size. So I was like, yeah. Well, hopefully, at least Jamie will so get it. So it's set up it, like the. It's like you're looking at a Nintendo box cover, right? From like 1989. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Sell a simulation. Simulation so, so good. Uh, I have my Fluke Monster hoodie on. Yeah. My Loudmouth uh, Threads Fluke Monster hoodie. So it's got, looks like a baseball tee style Fluke Monster. It's an X-Files hoodie. That's one of my favorites. I wear it a zillion times <coughs> a day around this time I have yet year. to buy anything from them. Oh, I need dude. to make a purchase. He's great. Yeah. He lives out in Jersey and um, our buddy Chris Obert uh, just went and got a tattoo from him. Oh, damn. He's a tattoo artist. Yeah. Uh, but I love this hoodie. Loud, loud mouth threads is, is, is awesome. So good. Yeah. Uh, family stuff. Anything going on on that yeah. front? So I took my two boys to the mall the other day. Oh, yeah. That's uh, which fun. is like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. fun until it isn't, right? Uh, the wheels always come off at some point. You don't know when it's going to be. So we're walking down one wing of the mall. Um, and like, I hate this already. As we're walking, I have my little one in front of me, the older one in the back, and uh, I'm in the middle. And I notice like this little nook, like, like a doorway almost, uh, with Ken like Perret a security guard back there, a security guard standing in there. And like, you look and like his, his, he looks like, like it was his first day and like, they didn't have his size of uniform. So they gave him one, like two sizes too big. You know, it's like, he's just standing there looking kind of, uh, so anyway, like as we're walking by, my youngest kid is like staring at him and like doing the thing where like his head, like his eyes stay on him even as he's walking. So like, and you're doing the thing where you're like, I'm like, look forward, like, look yeah. forward. Yeah. So as we walk by, we make a little bit of space. My oldest son says, Hey dad. I'm like, yeah. What? And he's like, that was deputy Dewey. I was like, Oh my <laughs> God. Like I turn around and I look like I did a real quick look around, you know, he's got like a mustache. I mean, this dude was as close to deputy Dewey as you can get. So we like, we go to the end of the wing we come back, we're doing like coming back down that way. I noticed this fucking security guard is now on this side. Like he crossed fucking paths. Now he's on our side uh, again, Hit but he's in like another tunnels. nook. So as we're walking up, I don't even notice. It, it like took me a minute to notice, but my young, my oldest son in the back again goes, Hey dad, deputy Dewey alert. He's back on this side. <laughs> it was just like deputy so Dewey funny alert. And, uh, that guy was Deputy Dude. He's a little bit creepy. Oh, dude. I I'm love sure that. he's a nice guy. What did, I, what did I tell you? When I wear this badge, you treat me like a man of the law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, so my, my family antic story is actually related to your house. 
So I think it was a couple weekends ago. Um, uh, my wife and I had a commitment and I think on Friday, like we took your boys over our place for the night. And then on Saturday, my girls came safe oh, right. at yeah. your place. Uh, and I remember that Sunday morning we came, I came to pick them up or whatever it was. And my youngest Luna, uh, so she doesn't know how to read yet. You know, she's like five and she had a book in front of her though. And she constantly like pretends to read books and I hear her in your lips by herself. Like all the other kids are playing. I hear her in there by herself and I hear her talking. Oh, and then Michael goes to the door and he asks for candy and that she just like makes up the story. Yes. As she's looking at the pictures and I was like, the fu- what, what is she reading in here? And I looked and she had that cartoon version of the Halloween oh, yes, story yeah. book that you have. And she's flipping through it, making up the story. I was like, what are you reading? She was like, Michael. I was like, oh, is it good? And she was like, yep, reading about Michael. Put her face back down, flipping through the book. I was like, the proudest uh, so dad good. moment yeah. I've ever had. Uh, so before we get into our interview here, uh, now that we've had a chance to catch up, just a couple quick basic uh, uh, plugs for ourselves and for our brand before we jump into the Whiskey Morgue brand. Uh, but if you're not following us on social media, please do. You can follow us uh, pretty much everywhere at Horror Dads. However, Instagram is our primary channel. Uh, as we head into what will hopefully be the warmer months, jump over to our web store. You can get a t-shirt. You can get a tank top, uh, a koozie to keep your, your, your whiskey cool. Won't fit whiskey in the koozie just for beer. But anyway. Uh, get yourself a... Or dad's resistance band to get those biceps in shape for your tank top. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so horrordads.com, um, we ship everywhere throughout the U.S. and Canada. So please uh, consider picking up some merch. We do also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash horrordads. We have a $5 tier and a $10 tier. So uh, that really, really motivates us to make additional content um, and helps kind of stimulate all of uh, what we bring bring to you here uh, on a bi-weekly basis. Yeah. So appreciate the consideration on that front. And we do have a new patron that we need to welcome. So uh, my boss, Kelsey, oh. that, I, that, that I work for, uh, she joined our Patreon today. Kelsey, uh, welcome. Which is amazing. And I've been talking with her throughout the course of the day. And she was like, I can't believe, you know, how good this sounds and proud of you and, and, and all that. So Kelsey, thanks a million. I uh, really appreciate your support. Uh, so when you guys are in the comments um, in, in Patreon, you know, maybe just encourage uh, her to realize what a great employee I am. I can't so. wait till she threatens you with that TPS report. <laughs> like, I will cancel my Patreon subscription, you prick. Uh, but for those that are also interested, please uh, take, a, take a second to, to check us out uh, on Patreon. And lastly, uh, if you do like the show, Algorithm helps a ton if you leave us a five-star review either on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Uh, those are the main channels uh, where folks find us. So uh, please consider doing that. And it makes us feel really good and really nice inside. Warm inside. As well as help the algorithm. So with that being said, Jamie, do you want to uh, open a new bottle of whiskey? Yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever. Nothing came out. Welcome to episode 84 of the Horror Dads podcast. We are thrilled to be joined today by our new friend, 
Mike DePiche of Whiskey Morgue. Mike is a owner and operator, content curator of a, uh, of his brand, Whiskey Morgue. He's also a fellow horror dad, which is amazing. So, Mike, thanks for uh, joining us, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Mike. John, Jamie, I'm I'm excited to be here. Um, why you've chosen to have me, I don't know, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm just happy I got to show up. Oh man, don't oh, sell man. yourself short. You make incredible content <laughs> that uh, John and I always watch and talk about. Yeah, for sure. I, so I think there are three reasons that we landed here. One, um, this is nepotism, but you're Canadian and we love Canadians. We love Canada. We just I'll, I will leverage that every time. I mean, so we get like our, uh, our breakdown uh, metrics of, you know, who in the world listens to the show. And mm-hmm. we have a, other than the US, obviously, which is where we're based, our second largest contingent is Canada. And it, it always has been. And it's great. I think it's like 8% of our listenership or something like that. So uh, we, are, we are thrilled to have anyone Canadian. But most importantly, your content is awesome, as Jamie mentioned. And uh, we have a mutual friend, too, uh, Zach Lovett. So, Zach, this, this episode's for you, man. So He's the one uh, that uh, strung this together. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, Zach. Thank also, you, Zach. we uh, love, we fucking love whiskey here, John and I. We're not, like, snobs. We'll yeah. Drink yeah, you know what's funny? I never, I never like, beforehand, I never asked you guys if you're, if you're into whiskey, if you... Yeah. We nice. are. I think it's our, our drink of choice <laughs> other than... So, we... Uh, okay, so first and foremost, we're, we're here to talk about about whiskey morgue and uh to talk about mike but we're also going to focus on meta horror today because the yes. new scream scream six is coming out uh i think in eight days the tenth, or yeah. nine days from, tenth, a week yeah. from tomorrow yeah. yeah uh yeah a week from tomorrow and we're super revved about that mike came up with a great idea to touch on a few um meta horror films but before we start talking about horror Yes is the answer. We do uh, very much so like uh, whiskey and bourbon, um, and we used to be like very into craft uh, craft beer until we started having kids and got old. And now and we like, started <laughs> looking like uh, cupcakes. Yeah, because yeah. The, uh, the we start we were drinking those like IPAs, the hazy IPAs that are like eating a loaf of bread at a sitting. Honestly, we so. drink like seven of them and fall asleep uh, yeah. with one in our lap. <clears throat> So it's yeah. it's sad how like formulaic <clears throat> it can be um, because even myself like whiskey IPAs I was that guy <clears throat> who would like pick up different beer cans just because they looked cool yes or yeah. even if they riffed off before even like conceiving like whiskey um, whiskey Morgan stuff I would see these like cool pieces of art on a can and I'm like I don't know if that beer is going to be good or not but I'm picking but it I up and to, I'm yeah, going to try it, it. Looks amazing. so I was that guy showing up with the different beers and my buddy's like why can't you just pick up a six pack of like something standard that we can all drink because when we'd run out sometimes it'd be like oh shit mike just has his like ipas and we don't know if we want (laughs) to dive into that but i kid you not like the moment um that i found out i was having a kid um i was like okay it's it's time for michelob ultras and like that's what we drink now man yeah that i'm all michelob ultras like and I, i now i work out just for like just to not get too bad, you know, just to, just to maintain, <laughs> yes. like, I'm just that guy, like to the left of me, I'm like, I'm not going to turn my camera, but I'm like, in my outdoor, like, um, it's like a garage space that we've created as a studio. And I have like a, a home gym. At one point I was working towards like building muscle no. and 
looking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I'm just like, let's just maintain. Like, let me have like. I just my don't want to get sloppy. Ultras. This That's allows awesome. me yeah, to like, have <laughs> four beers on Saturday and not yeah, feel yeah, horrifying yeah. on Monday. Yeah. I just no. don't want to exactly get too what I'm loose. Towards. That's the dad. That's the true, true dad nature. For sure. That's exactly um, that. I think that's exactly John and my motto is like, work out three to four days a week, just enough to keep the, uh, keep the, like, you know, the rolls away. Yeah. And you're like looking at the, uh, the Peloton numbers and you're like, okay, that, that equates, I can have two and a half beers tonight. Yeah. Perfect. That's it. That's excellent. That's it. You're, yeah. you're trying to put yourself in just enough deficit that you can make up for it with like a couple of Mikola Bultras and a burger and then you don't feel so bad. Oh man. Also, the other thing is, uh, not to get too carried away on this, but the IPAs and the craft beer in general, it's like, mm-hmm. I only spend 70 bucks and you have like a six pack. <laughs> Like, what the fuck happened? Honestly, Dude, I what happened? Money, I mean, the whiskey, the whiskey yeah. can get pricey uh, in, in, in its own, but um, yeah, switching to Miguel of Ultras has just been a game changer. Just without, and it's so nice not thinking anymore. I just go in like my brother has a pool in the summer. He's like, come by, and I'll like bring the kids by there, and I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna grab a two four uh, of Miguel yes. of Ultras. No zero thought. Yeah, um, and, and you just get and there. It works. Yep. Yeah, and you can drink exactly. seven and feel totally, you know, like. Oh, you want to teach me how to fly a Coherent. helicopter? Sounds yeah. good. Let's uh, figure <laughs> yeah. that out right now. It's yeah. fucking IPAs. You drink two and you're like Ugh. slobbering on yourself. What so, the fuck happened? We, I know there are a lot. <laughs> Wake of, up in the backyard. Like, Jesus. A <laughs> lot, lot of listeners that we're not, we're, we're not hating on, on craft beer, but stick with us, guys, because if you're not the age we are, you will oh be my God. one we day were, soon. And, we were Mr. and Mr. Craft Beer. Uh, dude, Lincoln Arms, running around the city of Chicago with a football throw. And a growl, growler in one hand yeah. and a football in the other. That was John and I. All right. Back to Mike and uh, why we're here to talk. Uh, so, Mike... I think we mentioned one of our three main criteria for bringing you on was that you're Canadian, but that's that's a joke because uh, you as an individual are, are are much more important than that. But um, so we've had a bunch of Canadians on the show. Uh, Maddie Tobin's a buddy of ours now. Uh, Ghoulish Gary Pullen. We've had the pleasure of meeting. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to hang out with those guys in a couple of weeks here down in Cincinnati. But uh, we feel Canadians are the best. So what uh, what is the horror scene like um like in the community that you grew up right you said you're like uh, suburban toronto so was that like a, a a thing in your community as you were coming of age i guess um so what's what's wild is that i was thinking about this is that there growing up um like for myself horror was very much about like my family and like some of my friends um without getting too too deep into it like me and my cousins would watch horror movies before we should have even laid eyes on half of that stuff like pre-age 10 like coming from families where predominantly like portuguese italian they either didn't know or didn't care to be honest what we were watching yeah so um we'd watch films together and as i got older um i felt like it was something that i would meet people um and um and you know figure out like they like that kind of stuff too but i wasn't really aware too much of like a scene um i would say not until like my 20s and then um i found out that rue morgue was in like my own backyard here <clears throat> and yeah. they do like a really cool thing like the they do like a, their own market so uh i remember going out to that um and and uh checking that out and realizing that like there's a ton of people like me who who are interested and there's um this this community out there um so I feel like I really haven't tapped into it until in, until like the last five years, though, um, in really connecting um, with 
with people in the community and and realizing like how many talented people who I didn't even know were Canadian are, are here as well. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I feel like in terms of like going to like stuff, like you guys are going down to Cincinnati for the, um, what's it called? Horror, yeah, Hound. Horror Hound. Yep. Horror Hound. Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't really go to like any of those. It was just kind of like, I found like my, my group of people or my friends that like I, I watched with. And I feel like it's only been in the last five years or so that, um, I really started delving deeper into realizing there's a community out there and, and meeting different people and, 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 um, and, uh, getting to know them a bit more. It is honestly fascinating. I, I, I remember around the time where Jamie and I found out that there were other people, it's kind of finding out like, okay, it's like, I have a sickness that I'm going to keep to myself and I really like these things. And I have one other person in my life that also really likes these things. And it's something cool we can share together. And I feel like Jamie and I have had that for like, you know, 15 years together. And this was always kind of our binding uh you know our glue it was our adhesive Mm -hmm. and then once we realized like oh hey there you know did you see have you heard of the instagram like there are people on there that are into this thing right and and someone else loves night of the creeps the way we do that and that was actually the movie it's funny that you say that um that tipped the scale for us and we found you know brands like cavity colors we found brands like free rags and all these other horror brands and realized oh my gosh, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that feel the same way that we do. And, and I think it was once we became parents that that scale tipped even way harder because it was mm-hmm. like, okay, not only do you feel like an outcast in your community just as a general person, but now you're a parent. So you have to carry another appearance of being a parent. And like, parents aren't supposed to have scary tattoos. And it's like, yeah, no, we're ourselves and it is what it is. And it's so great to to talk to other people that are as well. Yeah, I know. Like ha- having the the internet and like starting Whiskey Morgue, like I'll be honest, when I started it, I, it was more leaning towards the whiskey thing, but I just refused to just post pictures of of bottles. And I was like, okay, like what's going to be my angle? Like I'm not really a pro photographer. And I was kind of like figuring that out along the way and like how I would take like a half decent picture I've come a long way if you scroll down <laughs> in my feed. Um, but um, what was, what was cool goes, to man. me is like, um, it was just, I felt like I unintentionally started stumbling across um, people and accounts like such as you, you guys, like in the horror community, um, where I was like, damn, like there's a lot of people out there like who are yeah. like me. And like, and again, be, being a new father and then like bumping into your account. I remember like showing my wife, like your t-shirt, um, uh, your t-shirt design and be like, look how genius is this? This is, this is amazing. Right. And, and it's funny because she was always laughing and saying like, you need to really like angle that, like you're a dad and you still watch horror. And she's <laughs> like, people will, people will love that shit. And I'm like, I, I saw your account and she's like, see, like, look, look how good of an idea that is. So, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it, it was so like, even like, so even the Rue Morgue thing, like they were in my own backyard. I'd been to a market, but other than that, like growing up, getting the magazines, reading them, um, you know, it was still like there, I knew there was a community out there, but in terms of like connecting with people um, or having the opportunity to, I guess, like hang out with other people, it wasn't really there. And I feel like, yeah, once I kind of launched this Instagram thing, um, it was, it was crazy how many different um people i got to meet and wild connections through people and and, and even with like with rue morgue yeah. my wife's best friend growing up 
um, Victoria, and maybe she'll listen to this. Um, they grew up, they're inseparable. Um, I had already been talking to Rue Morg a bit. Um, I forget how it came up. Like they, we were following each other. They were like, we love what you're doing with your, your, your bits of writing. And I was like, yeah, like I, my dream is to write for Rue Morg. Like, give me a column that where I do whiskey Morg or something similar. Um, and we were going back and forth and they were like, you know, like, so Andrea was like, yeah, you know what? It would look really cool if you did video. And I was like, video, like, I don't I don't do video. I kind of like shied away from it. And I was like, am I supposed to produce my own video? Like, am I supposed to like create a a YouTube? Like, I didn't know what it was. Right. But long story short is that I found out, um, I was talking to Vic one day and she was like, wait, you've been talking with Andrea. It's like me and Andrea are like best friends. Like we grew up together too. It was like her other side. I was like, wait, you're, you're close to Andrea. And she's like, shit. Yeah. So then everything kind of came together. And then finally, like after like so many months of exchanging messages and back and forth with like Andrea she's like okay like we have the same friends we've been talking like let's make this happen make and then happen. Yeah. I got to dive in right but it's it really all stemmed from jumping on here and kind of like putting myself out there with the uh, the account and uh, going on Instagram it's amazing yeah honestly mm-hmm. it really is so so the content that you produce for for Rumorg is awesome um mm-hmm. and it's it's somewhat consistent. Or, I mean, it's predicated on uh, some of the stuff that you were doing prior, right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, the premise of your account is pairing uh, different whiskeys, right? With different yeah. horror films. Love so, that idea too. Which is amazing, truly. Um, so I guess like what brought it about, you know, um, like was there a moment in time where you were like, I have 84 bottles of whiskey in the house and I have 84 horror films and it'll be cool to match each of these with a partner or like, it was, it was almost like that. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'd been, I'd been like dabbling in whiskey for a while and then, um, collecting a few bottles. And at first I was just like, I was looking at some accounts online and like on my, on my personal Instagram account. And I was like, oh, I could, I could post some of this stuff. Like, um, one of the, the being about being Canadian, one of the fortunate things is there's some rare bottles that oddly we get here that are hard to come by <clears throat> in the U S. So I would see these accounts post and they were like, like Weller antique, like going for 400 us. And I'm like, I bought that for 65 Canadian. I'm like, <laughs> shit, I can post that online and be the coolest guy out there. Like I have these bottles here. Like I could just go to the liquor store and, and buy them. So I had the collection. Um, but I just. I would kid you not for like a year, I was sitting on this idea of like, I'm going to start an Instagram account. And then my brother's like, yeah, yeah. Like I'll do something with you too. And then we'll do a podcast. And we had all these ideas going. And finally, my wife's like, like, shut up. Like you're not doing anything. Like you just, you keep talking (laughs) about it, like do something like jump in. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, what do you do regularly? Because if it's something you're going to do, it has to be something you maintain. And she's like, every weekend we see like what new horror movies are out that we can watch, or you make me rewatch the million movies that you love from the past. So maybe do something with horror. And I was like, okay, this seems quite niche. Um, but like, let me, <clears throat> let me run with it. So, um, I remember like I opened the account and she was like, Hey, great. Like just post like three pictures just to, to get started. And I was like, all right, like we could do that. Um, and then she got me the, um, the Funko, uh, countdown calendar to Halloween. Yeah. And it was like boot camp. She was like, Every day you're going to open it up, you're going to pair a movie um, with it, and you're going to post that day. And I think it was like 13 days. Um, and I laugh now because my captions were three to four sentences. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose my audience. Like, 
I'm I'm pushing the I'm pushing the limits of Instagram. Like, yeah. the, like you know, I have Too more beyond words. the caption yeah. and the ones. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I try to keep it real short, but it it was fun because I. I'm a writer. I enjoy writing. I'm, uh, as we spoke before, I'm an English major. I teach English in high school, but I feel like the life um, of, I guess, of being a passionate writer kind of got sucked out of me, kind of just falling into, like, I love cheating, sorry, cheat, cheat, teaching, don't get me wrong, but like, it just, you know, it's hard to exercise your own creativity when you're always like teaching the same stuff. So I was looking, always looking for an outlet. And I, um, I, I dabbled at one point, I said I was going to do music reviews and, like do horror reviews. So I was like, okay, let me just kind of like amalgamate everything into one um, and, and, and apply it to what would be whiskey mark. And yeah, so it started with the Funko calendar. And then I think my first post was like, I don't know if it was fade to black or audition. It was one of those two where I was watching TV and I was just like, let me, let me just have my Glenn in, in front. And then I was like, that's, I guess, maybe my thing like it's like what am i pouring like here's the bottle um uh, my glass and then whatever's on in the background and i'm like i can maintain that and then write something to it um and and yeah from there just kind of snowballed and went in a whole bunch of different directions i definitely didn't expect to doing this with you to doing video content for rumorg like and similar to what you guys have going on it's like yeah, it's great. We see your faces. You guys are horror dads, but re- really like what connected me with you guys is more so the relevance of everything you're talking about. So, so yeah, when you guys talk about, you know, what it means to be like a horror dad, I'm like, that's what connects with me. Like, and obviously you guys sell it because it's having two great personalities behind it, but that's what I wanted to do with whiskey Morg was that, um, you know, obviously it kind of evolved more into what I ever expected to be in terms of like how, uh, forward I am with doing interviews or doing like the room work content, but um, it's still about, um, like when I get to talk to people, I love hearing like what they thought of a movie or like what they're pairing with their drinks. Um, so I never really wanted to be like, um, on, on my, on my soapbox, uh, spewing down information and saying like, yeah, like I'm whiskey more like, this is my expertise. Um, it really, I really wanted to be a sense of community more than anything. Yeah. I love that. That, that comes through. Yeah, for sure. And I love when I'm scrolling and I see that. I know, oh, man. Whiskey, was... whiskey glass with the movie in the background. All right, so let me ask this question. This is a fun one. Uh, mm-hmm. As you take a, as you take a sip. Um, mm-hmm. So, how many bottles of whiskey would you say are in your house right now? And would you say your wife is happy about the number of bottles in your house, or not happy about it? <laughs> uh man. Okay, I would say closer to 150 bottles. Holy um, shit! Yeah. Um, but my wife at least convinces me she's okay with it. <laughs> so no, it, it, um, you know what? Like she's, she's been great. And it's kind of wild because people do come over. I think when I get caught up in like doing this thing on Instagram and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then I'll have like a friend come over and look at like my, I have it all pretty much out in like a big display. And they're like, holy shit. Like either you have a problem or like what's, what's going on here. Yeah. Or like, do you have vodka? Like, why do you have 150 <laughs> bottles of whiskey? Hey, like, uh, like, we were like, thinking pina coladas yeah, tonight. Yeah. Do you have this? I have this small cupboard. I kid you not. I have like a small cupboard. I'm like, oh, do you need some rum or vodka? I'm like, I have, I have some other things there. I have Airplane to like blow the dust off of them. Like my dad gave me this one like 43 years ago. <laughs> it's super old. <laughs> but she's um like I I I always say like, and we were talking about it today. Like my wife is whiskey morgue. Like 
I'm, I am the face of it, like in terms of like, I do the writing and all that, but in terms like a lot of the creative vision and I guess even just supporting and being able to do this is because of her. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we, we, I laugh sometimes cause like I'll see memes where it's like, when you tell your wife, you bought another bottle. Yeah. Um, and you know, and there's stuff like that, but I feel like I've never really had to like hide like what I'm buying. And I kind of like, I've done pretty good with pacing it too, in terms of like, here's my budget. Um, you know, if it's every two weeks or uh, once a month, I'm going to buy a bottle or allocate like hundred bucks. I can buy one bottle, two bottles. Um, and, and then, and then go from there. And I don't overspend, I guess, in other areas. So I, I think overall, like, because I'm pretty responsible in, in terms of like, yeah, I guess how I handle my money. She's never been, uh, on top of me. And like, we both have been very much like creatives. Um, so, you know, I know it kind of seems like a cop out to say like, well, you know, it's also for what I'm trying to do with the brand here. Um, it's a business expense. But, yeah. No. Yeah. Business expense. <laughs> well, but we totally get that, man. Like even, uh, and, and I think even, so the amount of time that Jamie and I spend talking to each other about movies or making up the horror uh, culture in general. Yeah. I just everything yeah. like, Oh, Hey, I got to go to Jamie's tonight. Um, you know, typically it's like, we do most activity after the kids are down or if they're not, we're together and the kids play and Jamie and I have maybe a commitment or or something that we're trying to accomplish or something that we're trying to do. Uh, But both of our, our wives have been incredibly, um, I'll I'll just, I'll use the term even tolerant, which Mm -hmm. is supportive, right? Cause they're like, Oh yeah, that's your thing. You guys do that. And not every moment they love it, you know? Um, but yeah, we have them on for horror moms episodes on our Patreon and stuff. And yeah, uh, so they're, they're into it enough. And, uh, you know, Jamie's wife, my sister's like very not, not into horror for the longest time, like growing up. Uh, yeah. And she's, this podcast has swayed her. Yeah. So we've, we've, uh, there you go. There's a testament to what you guys are doing. Cause you're like, like yesterday I was cooking dinner and she was just like, reading me off new horror films that are streaming and i was like what is happening (laughs) yeah but she's she's been super supportive and like literally even down to she's like i mean if you today i posted the the cookie um i don't know if you saw it but i did like a a pour over i had like a cookie and it was the last of us um uh on there and and i i kind of defaced it with whiskey but she painted that on a cookie um so she does like she's a computer engineer by day and by night she does like cookie art and like she awesome. I guess they does that kind of stuff. So right she just and always left brain fully. That's that's awesome. Yeah, wild. Yeah. And so like when I was like, well, I want to do like t-shirts, that'd be cool. And she was like, the next day, she's like, Okay, um, I got you know, uh I got a screen made. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do this. And you know, we we need a heat press. And I'm like, Oh, can I do just send it to someone? I'm like, Yeah. So I have like a oh, whole amazing. setup here, and um, like she's like so legit, and she's like, I don't care. We're if, if we're gonna do this, we're spending a grand. We're like going to get what we need. And if you're dedicated to this, then even if we sell a handful of shirts over time, we'll eventually get that grand back. And if we make more cool, but like yeah. just all about how to do it. I'm just like, can we pay someone? Like I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, isn't there someone we can do this? And like, and for her, it's not even like, um, it's not even like a profit thing. It's, it, it's because, you know, we're not even moving volume. Like to be honest, yeah, like it's, it's nice. There's been yeah, some supportive people, yeah. but like she, she really enjoys like doing that. And I'll, and I'll even say something. Cause like um, it came up recently, but she was like talking about, and you guys have talked about this. She was like, I love Ben's shirts because of um the back of the neck and the oh, fright rags the tag in there, right yeah. with yes. the tag 
Um, so she's like, we're going to start doing it on your shirts. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And she's like, I was like, we don't have to. Like, no, it's okay. We've already sent out <laughs> shirts before. And I was like, no. And I was, I was like, it's more work because now you got to print that. And she's like, we're doing it. It looks good. She's like, when you pull out that shirt, does it look good? I'm like, yeah, it does look That's good. That's the and first she's thing like, oh, you see. It, too, feel, right? it feels <laughs> yeah. good too. When it's no tag. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, another question. Whiskey related, yeah. obviously. So if you have a favorite bottle of whiskey and you have a favorite horror movie, maybe that answer is easy. Okay. You don't have to answer it right now. Yeah. But would your favorite bottle of whiskey pair with your favorite horror film? Just think on it for a moment. I'm sure you haven't been asked No, so this yet. one, this one's an easy one only because I've, I've, I've done it, like, without really saying it. Um, so I, Halloween is my, is my favorite movie, and I know a lot of people say it, but it really is just the one movie, the, like, the franchise yeah. that really, like, I stuck to. Like, I know, um, do both of you have screen tattoos? I don't want to use John. I do. Just John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have like, I have like Michael on my arm. Like, and that was like the first like horror tattoo that I got. Um, but to me, it's like, in terms of like slasher, it's Halloween, the first one. Um, and the, the, my dream bottle I ever wanted to get was a William LaRue Weller. Um, and in terms of like, I know that might be sound like just like gibberish, uh, but it's like a, a really tough bottle to get. And um, I know Ohio, you guys do like lotteries as well. They do a lottery yeah. here and they were like, we have, I think it was five to 10 bottles and there, and there was like a hundred thousand people in this lottery. It was just like a, a, pro, a provincial wide lottery. Um, and I got that one, I got that one bottle, um, and was lucky enough to, to get it. And some people were like, yo, you can sell it. Cause I paid, I think one seventy Canadian, which is like $20 us. So I got, I got this bottle and I was like, like. Halloween, I got William Lou Weller, but the connection there was that under like the Weller umbrella, like the brand, there's other releases that they've had. Um, and people will argue like which one is the best, which one is the worst. So my whole angle with that was that like William Lou Weller, the bottle I had, is like Halloween one. It's oh, just yeah. like it is, yeah, it's 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 the pinnacle, it's the best, it's the OG. Um, and you can have all these other cool fancy extensions off of it or sequels or prequels, it doesn't matter. I'm like these two belong together so i'm lucky that you put me on the spot and i've actually done something like this at least i i don't know if i mentioned it directly in there but in in the post but yeah it was definitely uh that movie and uh and bottle of whiskey i was gonna ask the question for your room work videos if you write the content yeah. and it seems like that answer is yes based off of our conversation uh to this point uh yeah yeah so it, it was it was cool but like also nerve-wracking because um they had mentioned they want to do a video format and again, I was hoping that they would just say, can you write something for um, the magazine? And I was like, well, you know, I could just take what I have in a post and then maybe make it 300 words, 400 words, like just add a bit. And then yeah, we can turn that into, into um, like magazine content. And then they were like, no, let's do video. And I was like, okay, like I, I want, like, it's exciting. The fact that they're even talking to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess I had never done like, and dude, like talking to my, yourself in front of that camera like Oof. i still I, I still watch Sucks. myself there and like and maybe even talking to me now like um i i, I at least i run with the deadpan humor with um the room work stuff but a lot of it is just nerves too yeah because like i went I, I i got there and they were i was like so backstory i was like hey andrea like 
what do you want me to do? And she was like, I don't know. Like, what do you feel like doing? Like, I think like what you do is cool. You pair this and that. And I was like, okay, what do YouTubers do? They do like top five, top 50, top 500. Like everything's just like yeah. top, 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 something. Top, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do like pairings. And then I was like, okay, what if I do that? And she's like, yeah, cool. And I was like, like, which theme should I go with first? You know? And she's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I was like, okay. Like, and I'm just like, it, 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 they were very like liberating in the sense that, you know, do what you want. Like, you're the creative, but I'm almost like, please guide, guide me. Like, Andrew, what do you like? Like, wh- wh- where do you want me to take this? There's so much vulnerability um, in that. Cause it's like your success or failure is your own. And yeah. Like, because, yeah exactly. If I feel like if I was reinsured, <laughs> yeah. if I was reinsured and she was like, yeah, I think this would be so cool if you did like this, like uh, this sub genre or this theme, um, then I'd be like, okay, cool. Like she's already sold on it. But I, I'm just going in there and I kid you not, like I walk in the first day and um, it's before they moved. They recently moved location. So like that's why the set design was different with the first video. I thought but, that was your like, house. I was like, <laughs> no, no, I wish it was like that. They were in, um, it wasn't even a house. It was kind of like a warehouse that had like living quarters, like where Andrea like, like lives on site oh, um, cool. in the original location. But it was great because they had, that's how they had the markets. They had a huge like a warehouse and like parking lot and all of that. Um, they moved a few months ago, but when I went in there, it was like a small crew and there was like all these lights and they had like the bar set up and like the creepy dude behind me. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yo, first of all, I'm at room org and I'm filming something. But then even then I was trying to like, before we got started, I was just so nervous and I'm rambling and I'm like, okay, so like, um, like, so this is what I came up with. And what do you think? And Andrea's like, yeah, cool. Let's go. Let's just, uh, let's just jump into it. And she's just kind of sitting there. And then I'm like, please like guide me, hold my hand. Like, um, and, and they were great because they really just let me do what I wanted. But along the way, like Andrew was like, yo, that thing you mentioned there, like, let's bring that back in. Um, or like, I enjoyed where you were going with it in this direction. Um, so I think even talking about how, like the one that I put the clip on my, um, my Instagram there, where, um, my wife said it, it, it smells like cat piss like that wasn't from the act like it was like where i thought i messed up and i went off and said that and she was like no like we want more cat piss like that's that's great like so i had uh uh watching through some of the back catalog uh today i had two moments where i was laughing my ass off uh one of which (laughs) so the deadpan humor describes it because it is a very formal looking uh uh preliminary introduction and the setup it's like like if Giles from Buffy, if they went into his house, like it feels like that's where he would like be working all night. Yeah. Like it's like a study, right? So yeah, the the slasher one that you're talking through, uh, you, I think you were talking about Makers Mark 101 or something like that, and you said yeah. that it it makes a great Manhattan, but uh, I think you said it makes a great great Manhattan, not like Jason. Not yeah. unlike Jason in Manhattan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. something like that. And that was the uh, one of the first moments that like pulled the rug out under me. I was like, oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. And this is, it's so um, like, it's not like someone dropping in uh, like fart sounds and like, bang, bang, you know, like it's not <laughs> yeah. like that, that formula. Right. So yeah, I thought it was hilarious. And then the other one was when you were talking about the, the movies from last year. And uh, I think you were describing the black phone and you said that the, the drink was as smooth, <laughs> smooth as Ethan Hawke's chest. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was honestly, I had a tear come to my mm-hmm. eye because I instantly, my brain went to the scene and then the, the scene came in of him yeah. know, in the kitchen 
uh, old Same. I was like, was movie. his chest uh, smooth? And then, like, the picture, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it really was, right? Yeah. Like, it was really smooth. I just remember his <laughs> why, fucking, why I paid particular honestly, attention too to that. fucking like, smooth. But I, it makes it, I, I, it makes my night to hear that from you guys because, like, when when I'm doing it, like, I feel like I I was I was nervous and I was trying to figure out like what my my groove is going to be, I guess. And like um, naturally, I feel like I want people to take me serious because I feel like there was like this idea of like I'm I made it daunting for me to that I'm going to work for Room Org and I'm going to create these videos. I'm like I want people to know that I know what I'm talking about and and yeah. you know, I am legitimate, especially because it's like this whiskey horror pairing thing um but i'm like i love good humor and i love like good jokes and i feel like um that's something i wanted to exercise a bit more so yeah i feel like i was kind of like dropping it in there and i was like i don't know how it's going to go over i'm kind of like a little bit more like deadpan um in in my delivery yeah so daunting when when you get an opportunity to uh, it's it's like a family member saying like, oh, hey, oh, you're a great writer. Uh, can you do the eulogy? Um, this person just died and they're important to all of us. Like, can you do the eulogy? And it's like, excuse me? Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, you you speak really well in public and you're a great writer. So if you wouldn't mind just doing this. And it's like, well, how? okay. And then you get in your own head and you're like, okay, everyone thinks I'm supposed to be really good at this. And then when you pair that with, hey, not only is this, functional thing your thing but the genre is also your genre and then you head into it it's like oh my god people know like i like heavy music and now they want me to feature on a track about uh, a horror movie and it's a heavy song and now like everyone's expecting the world and you get in your head over the 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 process to like generate content for that and you're like okay i need to toe this line of not overdoing it not underdoing it and being what i think every everyone wants me to be on this and it, it's it gets so difficult sometimes uh so speaking of which uh before we get into some movies here we're going to talk about three meta meta horror films um let's do the thing that you love to do most which is give a scripted plug of all your stuff <laughs> all your stuff <laughs> so where can people find you uh um what are you what are you working on that's upcoming any projects you want to plug uh anything like that man so this is your moment to um so i mean in terms of platforms i'm horrible in terms of like diversifying because i'm just on instagram right now um it's the best so really like that's my main platform uh my my niece forbids me to ever go on tiktok or or anything like that um so so yeah i mean like um i'm at whiskey morgue on instagram um, so that's where I post m- most of my content in terms of like the, the pairings, um, the room work stuff's all on YouTube, uh, room work TV. Um, so you can check me out there in the videos. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what the next steps are for what I'm doing. I feel like I enjoy the pairings. I still like to write for room work. There's talks if like that happens in the magazine. Um, cause I feel like I'm still like a writer at heart. Um, so um similar to you guys just like trying to map out what the next yeah, year sure. looks like um i've been dabbling with more interviews um and we spoke to kind of like what kind of platform um and what direction i want to go with with that but like yeah just uh other than that is just keep we drinking a, and pairing whiskey and you got a and website talking as to well, cool people right? about it you have a website yeah yeah so pick, yeah whiskeymore.com um right now i just have a, a few things up there for merch but then it's actually a direct link to the youtube videos um as well if you want to if you want to check those out all right you guys want to jump into some meta horror films yes yeah let's do it all right 
So the term meta, you know, we chose this topic, I think, because um, the, the franchise that I think carries the torch on this, at least the more and most popular franchise related to that, uh, would be the Scream franchise. We have Scream 6 coming out um, again, which takes place in Manhattan. So that's going to be a New York-based film, which I'm actually really revved about. Yeah, super um, pumped. Yeah, I can't wait. So we figured it'd be good. We're going to cover uh, three films that, that Mike picked here uh, related to this little subgenre within the, the, the horror film community. So, um, but, but meta films, for those that don't know, are, are films that are, are pretty self-aware, right? So um, that could be in the form of a, a, a film within a film, making a film about horror, for example, uh, or films that uh, outwardly acknowledge plot points, uh, some that, that acknowledge tropes. So let's dive in, man. So the first one is, what, 1994, directed by Wes Craven, New Nightmare, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm doing a film about my nightmares as I'm dreaming them. In order for the movie to continue, it, it was dependent on me having more nightmares. Well, fortunately, I did. I'm a little frightened by what Wes may have tapped into. I frankly felt that it was over when we did the last, the final nightmare. In a town where movies go over schedule and directors go over budget, something far more evil is out of control. So yeah, this one I think so. This Heather Linkamp's returned. Um, we have the it's the kid from Pet Cemetery, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Most adorable child ever. Uh, I think Dylan. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know what exactly. his, I don't know what the actor's name is, but I forget. And Robert England returns as himself, as Robert England, but he's also Freddy Krueger in mm, the film too. I love him in this. Dude, yeah. his glasses, they're like blue-ish, right? Are they like, it's weird? <laughs> yeah. um, it doesn't matter. But they do that thing, the scene that, so it's very obvious that it's meta in the sense that it's, it, this is one of those examples where it's, it's literally Incredibly a movie. Incredibly fucking meta. Yeah. yeah. A, a movie being made within a movie. This was meta before people knew what the fuck meta was. Well, and think about you like know? when people say, uh, hey, I was a kid and Halloween 3 came out and Michael Myers wasn't in it, right? When this movie comes out, it's like people are running around with Freddy Krueger toothpaste and uh, steering wheel covers. And then yeah. this movie comes out and everyone's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. So Freddy Krueger is obviously still a character, but it's it's so removed from the traditional uh, framework that was this entire franchise that had so many movies prior to it. Right. And I can't remember. Did we did we land on the fact that this was the last one or was Freddy's dead? Before, before, yeah, it was before this, right? Freddy's Dead was like no, Freddy's Dead was before, yeah. So this yeah, was- yeah, and then it was this. But what, like watching yeah. this as a kid, I mean, obviously not knowing what Meta was, um, this one stands out to me because I remember like, so this is ninety four. Quick, quick check. I mean, I'm thirty six. How old are you guys? I'm thirty five. And Jamie okay, so we're forty forty one. Yeah, old as Jamie, old. you're forty one. Yeah. I know, dude. Shit, man. It's a dick. Fantastic. Fen- like, I know. Good for you, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Good for you. Like, <laughs> Nice work. I thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to be like, I'm 35, and Jamie here is the youngster who's 31. and um, He's 19. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John's always a um, But yeah, I remember it. watching New Nightmare as a kid, 
and being like, wait, like he's real. Like, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're addressing like, it, like, again, for me, you know, the, the whole movie within a movie. And I'm like, wait, like, so we're acknowledging everything I watched up until up until now. And I had seen all of them. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that was Freddy Krueger. That's fake. Right. So I can like tell myself that so I can sleep at night. Sure. But, now it's real like now the guy who plays him is saying like yeah like, i don't know what's fuck. going on but like he's coming back and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm like that messed with me it really like like um you know uh much through a different perspective as as a kid but i was like oh shit he's real like like freddy krueger is a real person like Mom this lied movie to me. confirmed it <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, I think that this was i i can't remember i think it was friday the 13th part eight where there was a talk show it's out there somewhere where Kane Hodder came out I, in yeah. full costume and did the interview thing, but he basically just came out dressed up as Jason Voorhees and just sat there and didn't speak oh, the entire yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Holding a machete or was whatever. Was that Arsenio Hall or something? Yeah, dude. It was Ars- yeah. It was Arsenio. I, I, I think, think it was. was yeah. yeah. Um, so that this was around that time, right? Where like pop culture was being amplified. So th- this, this was, past uh the whole like oh horror thing and it was mm-hmm. approaching the time of like yeah horror is a thing right and you know it's marketable and we can interact with it in a public sort of way so you know that happens with 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 uh the friday the 13th promo kane hotter comes out does that that whole thing and then when this movie comes out there is that comparable scene right where heather lane camps doing the uh the interview like talk show live blah blah, blah mm-hmm. question and answer and then when Freddie comes out and he like rips through the paper and then they show the crowd and like that literally would be like Jamie and I fucking driving to Los Angeles over the course of like four days to like cheer for like Robert and yeah. coming out like dressed in Freddie sweaters and stuff. <laughs> and it's just a completely absurd, completely absurd um, moment. And it but it resonates that like Wes Craven adapted and pivoted to say like, yeah, this is like pop culture now. So like, let's. Yeah, I mean, that's what it became. That. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love yeah, that. I, I feel like he's always that. had his um, like so he's really had his finger on the pulse of like pop culture, and that's why, yeah. you know, creating like Nightmare on Elm Street, and then you know pivoting in that in that direction, but then creating Scream to me, it's just like you know, there's uh, such a, a mastery there in terms of like it's it's not just about writing good horror; it's just kind yeah. of like being in tune with what's happening happening socially and like. Freddie became so yeah, when you it's funny you mentioned that scene there Freddie became like a household like name and product like you said like there was the yeah. Freddie toothpaste and, and and there was every product you can imagine and there was like action figures for kids again like you know you look at look at these days and we talked about like parenting like they're like oh your kid shouldn't see this this and this and I'm like there's eight-year-olds who are like Freddie Krueger action figures and like who was a custodial worker that was a child rapist who was burned yeah. alive yeah, and, that's and the now has story. razors for fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> but let's make an action figure, right? Hey, uh, <laughs> you want a pillowcase? Uh, Freddy Krueger? Perfect. Let's get it on your fucking bed. Yeah. So it's like, what happens when that seeps into pop culture? And I think like Wes Craven really did a great yeah. job with kind of, and that's why I always mention like New Nightmare again, not that it's like my favorite, but just really acknowledging like Freddy being the household name and horror kind of being understood at that point and kind of like we yeah we know our our, our michaels and leatherface and and freddie and, and and jason we know all these guys um and they become household names but then maybe how do we do something different to this to kind of stir things up again right and i think yeah. this idea of like again He's, everyone being in the film and saying yeah we did these movies but now 
some weird shit's actually happening. He could, could he be Freddy. Constantly has has worked to, and I I love Wes Craven. This is not a mm. criticism, but he has worked, or he did work throughout his career to be really like a market disruptor, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at his super early work, movies like Last House on the Left or The Hills Have Eyes, I I to this day don't really like watching those movies because that that scene is not really for me because it's too yeah like sad and serious um mm-hmm. but you have to think of probably the shit he dealt with after producing making and distributing those films and people saying like you're fucking nuts making nightmare on elm street ronald reagan calling that out during a speech yeah. as president yeah. like <clears throat> the stuff of like i can't imagine the hate mail he probably received along with reverence but like the the pros were probably just as dramatic as the cons were. Oh yeah. Um, so for him to then say, okay, it's 94. I've done all this shit. I'm going to, I'm going to take my hand at this. And then two years later, make the ultimate masterpiece. Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy that one mind could have that trajectory in, in, in vision. I wonder what he thought too. When, uh, he read Kevin's script. He was like, "You prick! You did this so good." Yeah. Also, you copied me. I mean, I think they probably linked arms and were like, "We're gonna fucking do I this." I think that's what it yeah. was. Let yeah. me sit on your lap, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump to our next film. Oh, wait so. a second. Wait, wait. Impromptu. Mm-hmm. New nightmare. What's our pairing? Whiskey. Oh, what are oh, we drinking? Right. Um. Yeah, I probably go like a. Oh man, this is good. So I, I've done it before, but I'm not going to go with the one I did before. Um, I'd go with like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Um, so, and I say that because like Elijah Craig, like the standard offering is like what you could find on most shelves. It's like good. Um, and like, I guess it's kind of like well-rounded and you can bring it to a party. And if someone sips bourbon, they'll enjoy it. If someone's new to it, they can still mix it in a cocktail. And I feel like- It's reliable. The- it's reliable. And I feel like the nightmare on Elm street movies, like once we got past like number one, like two, three, four, they started really getting into like meddling into like a lot more like comedy and Freddie's one liners and all of that stuff. And I feel like then Elijah Craig barrel proof. When I had that, it was almost 70%. The one that I had, it was like 68%. Um, yeah. So like with it, it was like hazmat, like, um, (laughs) and like, I, I, so I feel like new nightmare is that because, like Freddie, I know when it was very intentional, but he was like a lot more menacing. Yes. Like to me, like that is like back to almost like, I mean, number one, he was still kind of silly at times too, but like, this is like, you know, uh, a character you don't want to fuck with. Like that, that when he kills the nurse, uh, not the he nurse, the babysitter. So scary and, looking in this one too. Like, so yeah. like the production on his like visuals is very intimidating, which apparently. Was yeah. So when I, when I think of Freddie, I just think of like barrel proof. Idea. Sorry, sorry, Mike. Yeah, no, I'm just like I just think barrel proof. Like I just think like like just strong, like aggressive. Definitely, um, yeah, beefed up yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, beefed up version. Yeah, a scarier version. And sixty eight percent is fucking scary. Oh, that's so, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bookers, right? <laughs> yeah. So next, uh, nineteen ninety six, uh, Mike. You want to introduce the this pinnacle? Film? Yeah, the pinnacle, the most important. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. Uh, I don't think so. What's that noise? 
popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'm just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. I mean, Scream, I always talk about being important to to us and I guess our generation millennials because it was like it was like our generation's contribution to to slashers. Yeah, um yeah. and I always I always joke about like like um Ghostface being like our our addition to like Mount Slashmore. Like if we had like, you know, all the the epic <laughs> I mean, people it like, it just, <laughs> yeah, like certainly we'd have Ghostface. And I feel like um at the time it immediately confronts everything we know about horror films um it in the first scene like that iconic first scene where drew barrymore is on the phone and it's just like we're not even going to hold off like we're going to confront everything you know about horror we're kind of like putting up this trivia and we're you know introducing the idea the aspect of like i guess at the time with technology and like calling in uh, on the phone and and, yeah. and messing around with her um and you know this idea of like surveillance so it's taking like old and new throwing it into one um, and I think the reason why it stands out and we can talk about it is just that it was the perfect balance between um, this idea of like Wes Craven's like, look, I'm going to show you everything we acknowledge. Like, okay, you guys are intelligent horror fans now. Let me like, we were all aware of like these tropes and um, and archetypes that we see. Um, we're going to confront them, but I'm still going to use them and throw them in your face and make this damn scary. Yeah, I think, uh, again, the characters being so incredibly relatable and so funny and so disarming and so uh, making you as the viewer very, very vulnerable because you're watching this and, you know, at least uh, Mike, you and I were um, yeah, probably the age of like eight or nine and Jamie just a couple of years older than that. But like you're watching this thinking like, hey, it's my friend group, right? Oh, you got the yeah. funny dude. You've got you've got the uh, the flirtatious person. You've got like you all these presences and you're like these are all relatable characters to people in my hemisphere. Right. And we didn't even know what tropes were at that time. No, that was just a natural tropes. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh no, I relate to that person. Like I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert or, you know, I, I, whatever it is, or I'm really good at sports or I suck at sports, but I love movies. Uh, you've got your cinephile in there. So all of that stuff, uh, was so present and tangible and accessible. And I feel like that was like here, we're going to open the window for you. Come on in. Also, yeah. it's fucking scary in here. Um, and they disarm you. <laughs> you enter. Yeah. And then it's terrifying. And that's that's what that movie did and did so incredibly well. Yeah, and it brought whodunits to a new generation. Yeah. It, it changed up that Agatha Christie vibe, made it cool yeah. and hip. Because I feel like for me, it was the first movie where I, I, was, I felt more involved in the whodunit, like um, yes. in terms of what I was watching. And again, being like, I guess under 10, um, I distinctly remember it, the movie coming out again, being with like my, my, especially my one cousin, we'd hang out quite a bit and do sleepovers. And like, we got like, I always laugh. I said, we were doing pairings before it was even a thing. Like we were like, okay, we're going to get like a bag of chips. Like this is the flavor we want. We're going to do like, are we doing like, like pop or Coke? Are we doing like, what, what, what drink are we doing? And that was going to be like our movie and a snack type thing. But Cheddar I remember popcorn, watching like Dr. Yes. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like they zoomed up in his shoes look at the stall look under the stall like look at look at the shoes and we're like 
oh, we know who did it. Like, and, and the whole the time sheriff. we're playing. He yeah. stepped on the cigarette butt. It's got to be yeah. him. I remember Just seeing that. <laughs> yeah. I still, fucking to, this, herring. to this day, yeah, I'm like, herring. why? Why zoom in on this boot? And it's because of that. You're fucking us up. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love the, the very Scooby-Doo-ish. Yeah. And yeah. we yeah. all grew up with Scooby-Doo. So, like, this was instantly relatable to us. Like, oh, my God, I need to figure out who the fuck this was. Has to be this guy, but it yeah. couldn't be because he was yeah. here. And I think, like, just, you know, without, obviously, we're talking about one, but just, obviously, you can't talk about one without like, no. what it yeah. did for the franchise. But yeah. this idea of, like, the fluid killer, like, this idea of, like, it's one person, two people. Is it just someone who's inspired? Is it, like, it really can be anyone. And that's why every time when it's done right, like we're, we're seeing the ads for like, you know, um, like Manhattan now in the subway scene. I'm just like, Oh yeah. We're, take me back, baby. Like we're back to <laughs> like the beginning. Like, is that him? Is that just someone in costume? Oh, there's four ghost face. And it's funny because like when scream first came out, like I went as ghost face, obviously for Halloween and I got the mask yeah. and there was a bunch of us running around and we were like, I could go to the same house and get candy twice because there's so many ghost face out there. So if there's a good house, yeah. like it's full size chocolate bars, I'm going back Stock at some point. Up. Yeah. Um, but in like, and obviously a much more watered down version, it's like, like who is ghost face? Like, you know what I mean? And, 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 and some mess around with like, yeah, like using the, um, changing the voice Terrible and whatnot. Voice but like, that would come yeah, with the yeah. Uh, costume. Yeah. I was using yak backs at the time for my, my ghost oh, face, yeah. uh, impersonation. Yeah. Yeah throwback um but yeah i think Damn, for me it was cut. cool is that like it's just like who wasn't at the, in, a, in that that final reveal it's like wait is it oh it's it's him no it's also him and you're just like like what is going on here yeah, yeah. and it's not just like the creepy michael or jason walking around and we know like the motivated killer and, that, and that's who they are um but it's just in this case here it's like yeah who who is it um and what motives do they have and you're trying to figure all this stuff out um as the movie's going on so like again yeah like the idea of like who done it and i think again more so than ever it was the first movie to really acknowledge horror fans for being dedicated to the genre um and i think the timing was right too because at this point like when we think of like the early 90s like all sorts of like franchises had like abused sequels to the max like everyone was on like seven eight nine ten um so I feel like, again, this idea of like, like you said, like disrupting, I think was the best way of putting it, it's like disrupting the, um, the the norm or the genre at the time is you're like, let's address all this. Like, yeah. let's, let, let, let's acknowledge everything we know and, and tell the audience, like, you are smart, like, you, you know what's going on, but let me challenge you again with this new format. And I think it was really cool. You know, I think a lot of people actually forget that a lot of what they know about horror and the, the rules quote unquote are because of scream, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it, when you just have an idea in your head and you just know something, it's hard to pinpoint where you know that from or where the idea came from. Right. Like I'm 40. I, I just have, I know this idea. I just know that these are the horror rules and tropes. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. how do you know that? Like, what did that come from? And for most of us, it was from fucking scream. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's one that I go back to. And I feel like it took me some time because I always loved Scream. I always said it was like one of my favorites, but you know, I was like, oh, I'm big into Halloween and 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 that franchise. But when I look at like the most formative, it definitely was Scream. Like the one, like obviously it was released when like I was younger. Like I grew up with we grew up with the franchise. 
Um, right. So when I think about like, yes, for whatever reason, like uh, Halloween, when I watched at a young age resonated with me, but in terms of like shaping yeah, my knowledge of horror or like, like even like my, my, my love and passion for it, I feel like it really did come from, from Scream and then the franchise to follow. Sure. I, and quite honestly, like when, when you pit this like franchise to franchise and you talk about franchise floors and ceilings, mm-hmm. the floor is so high on the screen franchise. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are not, I, I mean, yeah, it's like you feel bad. Nitpicking. For me is not yeah. like my favorite. It's my it, least favorite probably. Yeah. But it's still a good movie, but it's still a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's relatable and whatnot. So, yeah, I I mean, I the think more I watch for the more I feel bad for ever saying I it was my least favorite. But then I think of what my list is and it's still my least favorite. And I'm like, well, I feel bad, but like it's still good when you're when your floor is that high. If I had six yeah. kids like you, you certainly have a least favorite in there. Right. <laughs> well, you feel, feel bad. Like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to you have there has to be a least favorite kid yeah. in there. <laughs> that one that just pisses you off. Yes. Like, yeah. no, yeah. listen, I love you, Bradley, but you're a prick. Yeah. So we won't ask you for a pairing on this one. We'll make people wait for the uh, pairing. Okay, I snack. guess, yeah, yeah, I'll do a pairing. Um, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll make yeah. people wait for that one. No, I'll give it. Um, okay, I don't care. Um, so do you guys know Four Roses? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of my favorite expressions for them is like the small batch select. You can you find it on shelves. I think it's yeah. like. I've had 60 it. bucks. Yeah. It's like, so um, the whole thing with Four Roses, they have like 10 yeast strains. Like they have like their whole, they're like, they're like a mad scientist. They have different yeast, yeast strains that they use. Um, but like Brent Elliott, the, the master distiller, he um, decided to choose like six of the best to like employ for this one expression and then like blend them to be the best yeah. like standard Four Roses expression. So I was like, it's very much what Wes Craven did with like the horror genre in terms yeah. of like, picking aspects and the tropes and all that stuff from like the iconic uh, franchises um, taking them, but then putting his twist on them and then turning it into a unique and, and delicious product. So something like that in, in, in a little bit more words, but no, I mean, fucking fantastic. I'm going to (laughs) drive home tonight and rob a liquor store because they're all closed. (laughs) And I'm going to get some four roses. (laughs) That's like a universal soldier description, like the ultimate soldier. (laughs) Yeah. Like power Rangers. (laughs) I love it. All right. So this next and final film, uh, would not exist if it were not for uh, scream or for new nightmare for that matter. Uh, but Jamie, you want to introduce this one? 2011. Yeah. Cabin in the woods. Drink in the park. And then later it gets dark. What the hell was that? What do you think's down there? Why don't we find out? Such uh, a fun one. So uh, this was what uh, Drew Goddard that did this one, and yes. it came out in 2011, as you mentioned. Jamie, and he has a deep connection with uh, Joss Whedon. They worked together on yeah. Buffy and several other projects, so it just mm. made sense. I mean, have you heard of the Buffy Dads podcast? Because that's next. Yep, just love that show <laughs> so much. Uh, but yeah, this 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 film is about five friends that go to the to a cabin. They 
kind of start to find the truth behind this cabin and identify that there's a much larger, more sinister orchestration happening to their experience, right? So it takes all of these very hyper-focused, uh, uh, different, you know, I, I know we keep using the word tropes, but it's impossible to not reference mm-hmm. that terminology uh, when talking about meta horror. But the fact that there's like an insistence to, for sexual activity to occur uh, and it's like, no, they're, they're leaking hor- uh, like <laughs> hormones into the room or pheromones or whatever, right? Pump the pheromones. Yeah, they're like pumping. <laughs> Pulls it's up like, the lever. It's this like <laughs> gas that's leaking in. Uh, and oh, then you have like Chris Hemsworth or whatever, like tearing his shirt off, right? And being super douchey. Um, yeah. So it takes all of these uh, different character types. You've got the dude that looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. You've got the dude that uh, looks like Thor who, you know, is actually Thor uh, yeah. and and uh, you know the the nerdy kid so you have all of your different uh, character types that are represented here yeah the the jock yeah and the orchestration to it is is so well done and, the and of course the name's Chad it has yes. to be right <laughs> it like, has to be Chad yeah but I love how even if they're not that character the shit that like they pump in there makes them that character yeah, right? like the hair dye even and, the, they, and the blonde girl makes her dumb. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, the, the, yeah. the hair dye. I yes. forgot about that until watching it this morning while supposed uh, to be prepping for my teaching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah, like the hair dye. I was like, oh shit, I forgot that part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, even like the pheromones, because I know that she was supposed to be uh, more the promiscuous one, and uh, her making out with the wolf, um, the yeah. truth or dare. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that was that was like really intense. And you realize she was like pumped up on on you know yep. pheromones yes. before. Yep. The, it was really intense. It's like, oh my yeah. god! But it was interesting too because 2011. Um, I guess like at this point, I'm I were I'm, I was in I was in college. You were in college too, uh, or just kind of on our way out. So yeah. even just seeing some of like the styles and stuff um, really brought me back. And like every girl was in a pair of flats because like girls didn't actually wear yeah. anything with arch support. It was just all yeah, like minimal material flats S- for shoes and it's like. Pieces of cardboard so taped up on your foot. All yeah. of our wives have chronic yeah. back issues now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mentioned that to my wife. I'm like, you know, I said, you know, everyone was wearing flats. So she's like, yeah, I lived in flats. I'm like, that's why your like knees and hips are shit right now because yes. yeah. uh, you you lived in flats. Definitely. Exactly. Ours uh, aren't much better with all the vans and and shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this movie. I remember Jamie and I. Uh, we were living in Chicago at the time, and we went to this awesome like local theater called the Davis Theater. It was like right up the street from our place. And we went and saw it. And I remember, I don't think I was prepared for it to be what it was. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily confused by it, but I was like kind of off put because I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, I went in thinking it was going to be like a jump scare. Yes. Fucking yeah. uh, people jumping out behind curtains and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, not prepared for something that was intelligent and thoughtful and, you know, what we got. Right. So mm-hmm. I think my initial reaction was like, yeah, I don't think I totally got the point. Like, I, I'm not sure I got it. And then over the course of the past, you know, umpteen years, I've I've grown to absolutely love and adore this movie. Like, I think it's brilliant. It's so much fun. Uh, it's it's hilarious. It's uh, it actually has some scary moments at times, too. But it's incredibly charming and incredibly funny. And it's a ton of fun. Yeah, I would have never imagined that first theater experience <clears throat> i would have never imagined loving it the way that i do now yeah uh because i remember leaving the theater going like yeah it was it was okay it was fine. i, I it was feel fine like movie, i missed right? something yeah. uh and i we did yeah we just didn't we didn't know what we were getting into 
we should have known by the name of the movie, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. That it was going to be. What's, what's interesting is the um, the intro. So I remember. Um, so I, I haven't even believe it or not, I haven't paired this movie yet. So oh, oh, we shit. can we can talk about. It. I have some yes. ideas, but um, but like when I, I was looking into it, and um, they were talking about how like the intro was intentionally created to like um, off put people and to think they were in the wrong movie um, because it starts mm. off like they're they're in the underground yeah. and like the they're in their lab coats and right. And you don't know really what they're talking about, and they're kind of like, yeah. and 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 then all of a sudden it's like cabin in the woods, and you're like, huh? Yeah, he's putting his spot? coffee lid on, and then it does that weird yeah. like, yeah. like what the fuck? And I and it, it's weird because like I forgot the intro, so like in my mind, like so that's why I wanted to rewatch it because it's been a while. I did. I thought the reveal was like closer to the middle or the end of the film, and I'm like, no, we start off like. In 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 the the whatever it is where they're the lair or whatever they're they're working, um, and I was like, is that soon? Like I was watching, I was like, no, like that's the intro. Like they we we see that they're orchestrating this and they're and they're putting this together. And I was like, oh man, like I don't remember it this way. And it's funny how my mind has kind of like my memory yes. of the film was like that. We I got a bigger reveal at the end that it was being orchestrated, but I'm like, no, off the bat, it's clear. Like even when they're getting ready to go that they're they're planning and 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 making sure they get to the house or the cabin or whatever um but yeah i i, I totally remembered it differently well this one on top of being meta also plays with metaphors and satire yeah. uh, so it's more than just you know the typical meta film mm-hmm. uh so it's got a lot going on you know the fate versus free will thing going yeah um mm-hmm. so it's, it's got a lot to it and a lot to chew on i love it absolutely yeah i, I rewatching it i was like realizing how much of like the satirical aspect um was in there but i but again i i feel like if we're looking at like scream being the um the one to really like um catapult like meta meta films like i think again this one here was uh, um it worked well because it was once again acknowledging the audience um yeah. and it was kind of fun to it brought me back because i started doing it again today re-watching it where i was like oh this is from that movie Okay, like so, I knew like the like the cabin and the cellar is like very Evil Dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then, like, even like when they were in the cells, I'm like, oh, there's the twins from The Shining, and like you, you start like trying to pick up on every single thing that's happening. And I again, I didn't remember exactly the plot the plot sequences, so I'm like, oh, like this is gonna happen next. And I'm like, this is why it was so successful is that really like, involving the audience once again and being like, okay, you kind of know how these things work. Um, you know what's kind of like trying to be orchestrated in the background what's going to happen next or what's going to happen to the stoner and the stoners stoners always the the most woke um of the group and i i think it was like watching it now again it was like reminding me of why it was so enjoyable and you know again if i kind of credit things to scream it's really just um it's almost like respecting the the audience yeah yeah and it's like it's like but it's really like respecting the the audience and being like okay like yeah you you know you know your shit um like let's let's take you on this fun ride uh, with us and see if you can kind of like pick apart what we've l- laid out for you. Sure. And I'm sure that like that, that scene when they all are meeting together in the, uh, they're all meeting together, getting ready to leave, coming down to the bus or the van or whatever the fuck. Uh, I get such Friday the 13th part, uh, three vibes from just that whole setup. Yeah. Even the dude. stoner kid. You yeah. Know, so true. Um, that's always what I think of on that one. But again, the, the idea of the tropes really, the first introduction for me was probably Scream. I know it goes way back, but that, again, this movie wouldn't exist without those movies because 
the tropes and the idea of that that's represented so heavily uh, as we see later in the film, those ideas were represented to us through Scream. So I love the how it all comes full, full circle. So what are you thinking on uh, pairing on this one, Mike? Um, I, I like this pairing on the spot. Um, are you guys familiar with High West? No, 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 no. Okay, so High West, um, they have this expression called like, uh, it's called campfire. Um, so it's bourbon. Uh, so it's bourbon mixed with rye and then peated scotch. Um, oh and on the surface, like, so the, the marketing behind it is that like, they literally have like, I think like, like, um, like a little fire and someone sitting in front of it. You can't really tell who it is. When I bought it, I didn't even really know the experimental aspect behind it. I was just like, okay, like campfire, like sounds good. Like literally like I, my vision was that I'm going to pour it out with some friends around a campfire and that's what I'm going to drink. Um, when I tasted though, I was like, oh man, this is like a mix of so many different things. Like I didn't even know what the hell was going on. I had to like take some time to pick apart what was what. And then when I figured out that it was like bourbon, rye, and then like peated scotch, um, I was like, oh, okay, that makes complete sense. So when I think of the idea of like this film being very campy, um, so I think of like campfire, campy, getting ready to go very Friday the 13th, packing up and, and going to the the cabin. But then like beneath the surface of, of all this, like literally figuratively, um, there's a whole lot more going on and like um, a lot more experimenting and and whatnot. So I feel like campfire would be would be the choice. It's the most uh, thoughtful explanation. So I good. Think and it's on the spot. On this, uh, it's perfect. Podcast. Yeah, that is perfect. I like I like this because like I, like I said, I haven't done that one. And I'm like, I keep saying maybe I'll do it. And then I wasn't sure what I would. Now you got pair it with, but now I guess I <laughs> stay tuned for that one. Thank yeah. you guys. <laughs> All right, Mike, this was amazing. Thank you so much, man. We, we had a blast. Uh, these movies were fantastic picks. So I'm glad we got to revisit a few of our, our favorites here and we appreciate the insight. We love the brand. And one more time, where can people find you? Um, Instagram's your primary channel, right? So yeah. So at, at whiskey morgue on Instagram, uh, whiskey morgue.com. Um, or if you want to check out what I'm doing with uh, Room Morgue TV, you can go Room Morgue TV um, and type in Horror on the Rocks, and that's that's the uh, the program that I'm doing on there. And you uh, do do you ship to the U.S. Um, from your site? Yeah, 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 okay, I do. Perfect. Um, and I and I've set it to Canadian dollars just so that it's technically cheaper for you guys. Oh, even better, <laughs> guys. Get yeah. in there. Look at you looking Co- out for us. Cover your skin. Look- <laughs> uh, but Mike, thanks, man. We'll have you back. Maybe we'll do. Uh, uh, less formulaic interview episode and more of a a deeper dive into a theme and we can comprehensively each like pit a, pick a series of films and watch a ton of them and, and we'll do this again so thank you so much man we really appreciate your time oh thank you likewise and you know what like i think maybe um maybe what we do is uh now that i know you're into whiskey maybe i send you guys some out some samples and we we do some pairings on the spot and uh and whatever theme we go with and whatever we dive into i'll send you guys some stuff to drink I yeah. love that idea. Awesome. I feel like there's a lot we could do with that. So Sweet. that sounds amazing. But thanks, man. We, we really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys.